0: Are you currently in college or recently graduated, but kind of struggling to figure out how to approach your post-grad life? If so, then I have the perfect guide for you, which I created for my college self in mind. That is the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success ebook, which features a holistic approach to all things starting out in your career during and after college, from cultivating the right mindset, building your resume, maximizing your LinkedIn profile and network, and so much more. I take you through a personal step-by-step guide on how to prepare for all areas needed when searching for a job. And these were actually many steps that I personally did between my sophomore and senior year of college, as well as the first year out of college. So I always highly recommend to start early to create opportunities for yourself. In this ebook guide, you will find cover letter tips and custom templates available for download, resume building steps, with three custom templates, LinkedIn tools, and step-by-step guide on maximizing your profile, top 20 behavioral interview questions, and a lot more. Again, you can find this online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just make sure when you click shop, just go to all products and you will find the ebook there, or just go to the show notes and it will be linked. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, I'm your host, and today I just wanted to dive into some Recent thoughts and mindful practices I've been doing just to share as a weekly bonus episode. If you follow along on the Instagram, the podcast Instagram specifically, then you might have seen that I posted on the stories probably a few weeks ago now where I just openly shared that over the recent period, I've been kind of just experiencing a fluctuation of feelings emotions, uh, however you want to describe it, and it definitely reminds me a lot of what I experienced in 2017, which is a period that I have talked about on this podcast before, but it was a time that was extremely difficult for me, but I will say right now it's not nearly uh, close to that. I always knew that 2017 was probably the lowest it could ever be for me. So that was the bright side, just knowing that in the future, anything that I go through in, I guess, in regards to emotionally and mentally, it just can't be as bad as what I went through um, junior year of college, or it was the transition of sophomore to junior year of college. And just for context, I realize maybe not all of you have heard me repeat that time frame of my life, but basically I was uh, 20 years old, transferring to a new university at the time, was going through an extremely difficult breakup, and I'll put it this way, I (laughs) I was living with my boyfriend at the time, we also had a dog together, and a realization I had um, in recent times is that I have gone through every stage of a relationship except getting engaged, which is kind of hilarious to me, um, because at the time, I was 20 years old, and and I've already, like, you know, had a lease, like, an apartment lease with a boyfriend, and then we also had a dog together, which I still have the dog, but, um, the dog is with my parents, my family, so, um, it all worked out, and Trust me, there is no emotional attachment to that uh, relationship. That um, that relationship specifically had a close chapter, close uh, right around the time I graduated college. So, um, you know, that second breakup was a lot better. <laughs> it was actually still really hard, but it was better in the sense where, even though it was still emotionally difficult it was very clear to me why there was just no alignment for it to move forward and the first time around when my partner at the time broke up with me it was because I had so much uh, to work on and I was definitely saying and doing things repeatedly that were harmful to the relationship and. To simply put it, he couldn't deal with it anymore, and he ended things, and I will say though, at the time, for, you know, six, seven months, I just, it was a struggle for me because I I transferred to a new school, but I instinctively knew that, quote-unquote, the chapter of our relationship wasn't over, and... I don't know how to describe it, it was just a feeling that I knew whether I liked it or not, and I'm sure I liked it, but I think that was what was difficult for me, was because I knew there was still something there. It was really difficult for me to recognize, like, hey, if, for the most part, if I'm able to correct some of these flaws and behaviors that I, you know, fortunately now I don't have anymore, but at the time, if I'm able to correct them, I think we'd have a good shot, and so, you know, we ended up, um, you know, getting back together, and we were together for, like, another little over a year and a half, and at that time, I had grown so much in that period that I was so mentally, emotionally, and physically alone. I grew so much that I honestly had outgrew that partner, and that relationship because I was so motivated and driven to just be better and I'm not sure if he felt the same loss or grief during the period that we weren't together for about six months because he was able to reconnect with some old friends and people so he had more of a community whereas for me I I really walked that path by myself. So it's not to say that I am actually experiencing the exact same thing from that time, but I would say my emotional state is in a relatively similar place where it's good and difficult. I'm not going to say bad because I don't believe it's bad, I just find that it is really difficult because I'm squirming because I'm like, oh my gosh, like why do I have to feel these things when just a few months ago Mid-August, I was in the Hamptons all by myself and I really felt, I was like, I was on top of the world. Like, it was amazing and I was driving to Cape Cod to see one of my best friends, Harry. Like, life was so fucking good at that time and it's, it's very interesting because I was also physically alone. Um, but when I look back as to why I felt so joyful and fulfilled... I have to say there, there was something different about the way I felt connected with myself and with people. And I always talk about this as well on this podcast in that I personally find fulfillment in the depths and strengths of my relationships. That's why I prioritize it and I prioritize it over career and work and things like that. And and mind you, all those things are very important. But my philosophy is, you know, what's the purpose of all of that if you don't have anyone to celebrate with you? Right. So I do personally prioritize my relationships because that contributes to my health. And of course, health is a priority. It is my number one priority. So I'm always taking care of myself, the way I eat. How active I am. I'm always prioritizing that first no matter what. And that's the best part is that during this period, you guys, I have been working out nearly every day. I, I'm still keeping that consistent. I'm, you know, the weather has been nice. I'm saying this as we are in early November. It's like 68 degrees this weekend. And so um, it has been warming up for me to go for long walks. Which I really enjoy because I know I'm not going to be able to do from probably like after Thanksgiving through, I don't know, uh, end of February, you know, so for two, three, probably about three months, I won't be able to do outside walks, which I really enjoy just because they, you know, being outside and being in nature is, is really awesome. But with that being said, I wanted to dive into some notes and and nuggets that I've been reading from this Buddhist monk or mindful teacher whatever you want to call him some of you may have heard of him his name is Thich Nhat Hanh, and he is a Vietnamese I guess you could say Zen master and while I'm not actually um, extremely interested in Buddhism I am interested in mindfulness and that is something that I really try to cultivate in my life is living with mindful intention and doing things in a mindful way. So that goes to all the small things I do each day, to the way I talk to people, the way I talk to my friends, the way I show up at work, no matter where I am, I really try to be intentional and mindful. But there are some passages I've been reading that I really wanted to share because I feel like this could also be helpful for those of you, whether you are feeling a little meh right now like that's probably the best way I would describe it for me I'm just feeling a little bit disconnected and I can probably pinpoint when and how and why that has happened but what's been interesting to me is that I feel like I have to do some more internal growth first before I can get reconnected, because I really have this feeling, and, and again, this is hopefully helpful for you if you are feeling disconnected or feeling a little bit off to some extent. Like, I actually asked one of my team members, Tiffany, yesterday in our meeting, I said, You know, something I want to practice is asking one another every week on a scale of one to 10, How are you feeling so far this week? And so both of us actually said about five, five and a half. And I do a rule similar to Tim Ferriss, seven is not allowed. So it's one to ten, no seven. So you really have to indicate which side of the barrier you're on. And I would say for both of us, we just kind of feel a little bit meh, more on the personal side. And so practicing mindfulness has been really helpful for me in just... Learning to sit and accept what I'm currently feeling and what I'm currently going through, but also learning how to peacefully go through it, right? So in, in a sense, it's saying, hey, yes, I am going through a difficult time, but I'm accepting it and I'm going to go through it and with time, it will pass. And one passage that I read from his book, How to Love, again, it's by the author Titnathan. Han. This one talks about rediscovering appreciation. And I think this is really interesting to keep in mind, especially when it's relating to friends, yourself, family, a romantic partner. When a loved one is suffering a lot, He or she doesn't have enough energy to embrace you and help you to suffer less. So it's natural that you become disappointed. You think that the other person's presence is no longer helpful to you. You may even wonder if you love this person anymore. If you're patient and you practice taking care of yourself and the other person, you may have a chance to discover that the elements of goodness and beauty in the person you love are still there. Taking care of yourself you can support your loved one and reestablish the joy in your relationship. So why I wanted to share that and why that also resonated with me is because whether I'm looking at it from a lens of where I'm personally at or maybe it's times where I'm struggling to understand why a friend or a person, colleague, whatever, why their energies feeling lower and why we're not connecting in our usual way. And I think this happens a lot, right? In friendships where you're kind of like, "Wait a second, why is, you know, why is she being different to me right now?" right? If you pause and like take a big step back and really try to look at it from an objective view, you may actually notice and recognize, you know what? My friend may be in a sense, suffering internally. And you gotta remember, a lot of us are probably going through things that are really difficult that are never shown externally, right? Like, I can certainly say, if you just look at me on a day-to-day basis, or if you watch my Instagram stuff, there is no way that you can tell I am going through <laughs> some heavy currents. And like, I like to refer to the ocean, right? Sometime there's gonna be calm waves, and right now I'm going through some heavy waves. And that's more internal, so you're not gonna really see it, especially because I do try to practice stoicism every day as well, so I don't really like to showcase it towards other people, but I also am not hesitant to talk about it because I do think that's a way of being mindful, is like accepting it, acknowledging it, embracing it for what it is. So, with that being said, if you are noticing a dissonance, so to speak, with a friend or a family member, and maybe it's because you're the one that's suffering, or maybe it's because they are struggling to some degree, remember that not everything can just be solved. Like sometimes, like this says, you know, that taking care of yourself, you can support your loved one. I think that's important for both sides of the table, right? So understanding, like, no matter what you try to do, the other person does need to take care of themselves, whatever and however that looks like, and that you also need to do that for yourself because if you are really preoccupied with why a certain person is being a certain way with you or isn't being their normal self, right? Just remember that if you can show up with love, which is that vibration concept I have shared before relating to Dr. Hawkins' scale of consciousness, if you just show up and like become love, and so for me, the biggest analogy I can think of is is dogs. I love dogs. And every time I see a freaking dog, I just smile and I light up. It's just who I am. And so when I can picture that, when I picture just a cute little fluffy dog or when I see one on my walk, I immediately just come become love. And I, and I can feel that and I notice that. So that's what I use as kind of like a light switch for me. I try to go, oh my god, imagine your dog. You know, and then I become really warm. You know those people you are around and you're just like, damn, that person's presence is is really something else. You know, so that's what I try to be uh, even when I'm struggling and even when I'm not and I know someone else is and I don't know how else to help them. But just simply be the light for them. Like be the person that really gives them warmth and love. And I think ultimately over time that small energy that they can absorb they can also suffer a bit less another story i wanted to touch on that i won't really like read specifically and i won't go into major detail but it's from a different book from tidnot han and it's called true love a practice for awakening the heart and this one opened my eyes a lot because I can openly say I have certainly struggled with this in the past and the current and I'm sure that many of you have as well. It's just kind of in our nature and that's around misperception. And I'm sure as well there's a spectrum of things. You know, one of my good friends who I talk to frequently, she seems to be pretty even-keeled. I don't is that how you say it? I don't know. She seems to be just really level-headed in the sense where she doesn't jump to conclusions fast or she doesn't do it too often, you know? She seems to be kind of like almost playing devil's advocate for herself because she does that with me and I find that very helpful um, because I realize I'm always going to see things from my own subjective lens and we each are going to see things from a subjective lens, but if you get an outsider perspective, someone that's really removed from any situation that you're in, most of the time, that's probably going to be the more fundamental truth. Or if you mix the two, Mm -hmm. your subjective view and their objective view, somewhere in between is probably the fundamental and objective truth. So in this book, True Love, he mentioned this, I think, familiar and common story about a husband and wife where the husband had to leave the wife for two years because he had to go to war. This was in Vietnam. And I believe she also had a kid coming when he left. And fortunately, when he returned two years later, the kid was, you know, already probably like, Two years old at that point, and everyone was just super happy to reunite. And they do a whole ritual in Vietnam when you know something like that kind of event happens, when something amazing happens, um, they do a little ritual. And I believe what happened, and what happened was when the wife went to go buy the. Necessities for the ritual he spoke to his child who which is the first time he's meeting him And he had asked the child to Now call him dad or daddy or father whatever so he said I will read it from the passage he goes Mister you're not my dad. My dad is somebody else He visits us every night and my mommy talks to him every night and very often she cries with him And every time my mommy sits down he sits down too Every time she lies down, he lies down too. And after he heard these words, the young father's happiness entirely evaporated. His heart turned into a block of ice. He felt hurt, deeply humiliated, and that is why when his wife came home, he would no longer look at her or speak a word to her. And so what happened, of course, to the wife, the woman, she began to suffer because she felt very hurt. She had no idea why he turned to ice, considering, you know, hours before he was very warm and excited, all of those things. And it's a very sad story because this woman ended up committing suicide. She, you know, jumped into the river and drowned. And only after the fact, he finally learned the truth when he turned on a lamp inside the home The child cried out and he said, Mr. Mr. It's my dad, he's come back. And he pointed to the shadow of his father on the wall. He said, you know, Mr. My father comes every night. Mommy talks to him and sometimes she cries and every time she sits down, my dad sits down too. In reality, this woman had been alone in the house too much, and every night, she had talked to her shadow. My dear one, you are so far away from me. How can I raise my child all by myself? You must come back home soon. She would cry, and of course, every time she sat down, the shadow would also sit down. Now the husband's false perception was no longer there, but it was too late. His wife was already dead. So that was pretty deep, but the reason why I also felt compelled to share this with you guys is because when I read that, I cried. In fact, I'm a little bit teary-eyed right now. And the reason is because I sat and paused and I thought about how often we have misperceptions on a daily basis and how how sad that is, you know, if we're lucky that we don't have something that dramatic, right? Where, you know, someone takes their own life because of a misperception, but I'm sure that has happened in in our daily life here in today's society, and I think that's why it's so important that I share that with you guys, because for me, it was such a strong reminder that you have to be really careful with how you perceive what you hear and what you see especially on social media like i said earlier i have been a victim to this and every now and then i i honestly still am right but when i heard that story it really made me go oh shit emily you know like don't don't be the, the father in that sense, the way he got cold and angry easily. And I can say that from my lens because I know myself, I'm very independent, I can be a bit fiery, I don't know if you guys get that energy from me, but I can be pretty intense in some ways. And acknowledging that, I know that I can also have a side to myself where I jump to conclusions based on a misperception and of course... Um, that can cause hurt to people and vice versa, like, you know, being the the wife in that situation where she was so hurt, she, she didn't know, and I think you can learn a big lesson from that is A, number one, communication, right? But number two, you might wonder, well, why didn't they, one of them just communicate? And what happened was, unfortunately, both of them had a sense of pride or ego that blocked the ability to be open and loving, right? So I really encourage you to ponder on this. Maybe it's a time where you heard a friend say something or you misinterpreted something your partner did or there is miscommunication in your family or at work, right? And you're really getting riled up before you well, I would say pull an old version of Emily, which is me. <laughs> yeah, um, like a f- few years ago, I definitely would have been snappy and uh, I don't even want to go there. But that's the great part about growth is you get to reflect on who you used to be and who you are now and who you want to be in the future. But I think that's the best part is ask yourself a few things. Number one, is this really the objective truth? Am I seeing this from the true objective lens that this is supposed to be seen in. And if you're still in the moment, then most likely not. You're going to need at least a day or two to really get back to your calm equilibrium versus your heightened emotions. Number two would be, do I believe in myself to be open and warm and loving enough to ask the person hey, I heard X, Y, Z, or maybe I'm misinterpreting X, Y, Z. Could you possibly share this with me so I can have a better understanding, right? I think those two where, number one, you kind of get back to a more logical, calm equilibrium, and number two, encouraging yourself to practice openness and understanding, and most importantly, compassion. Because the alternative is, as you heard in the story, you and the other person make different conclusions and then you end up having a really, really shitty situation. And maybe in everyday terms, it might be more about losing a friend or maybe you're losing a job or something of that nature, right? But it's still almost like the death of something because there wasn't Openness and there was an understanding and compassion. And you got to remember, like, you don't have to wait for other people to do that in order for you to reciprocate. Like, it is a domino effect. When someone opens the door and really just is warm and loving and accepting, it really impacts the energy level of everyone else. So maybe this is even in a team meeting, or maybe this is with a romantic partner or with a friend that you've been struggling with for a while, or a friend group, right? When you open that kind of compassionate dialogue, and learn to catch yourself when you are making these misperceptions, I think that's where you get to reap the dividends of practicing mindfulness and really living a mindful life. So anyways, that is all I had for you guys today. I know it was a little bit long-winded and kind of just all over the place, but I just wanted to share openly what I'm currently doing as I progress through my turbulent waves. We can call it that way, right? Um, And I know that I didn't have the opportunity to share this, you know, five years ago when I was struggling, but at the time, I actually utilized the help from podcasts to help me get to a better place and so I always promised myself that I would do the same thing with this podcast is to be extremely honest and share as I'm going through my difficulties and my wins because that's what helped me when I was 20 years old, 21 years old and so I hope this can help to some degree, even if you're not struggling, if you're in a good place right now, I think that's awesome. Um, But I have to say, just as a funny tangent as well, you know, I've been in a really, really good place over the past, you know, four, five years, to be honest. And so I can't say that I'm surprised that at some point I needed something to really get my personal growth you know skyrocketing again because that's what I feel right now like I feel internal struggles but I also feel a big sense of growth that I'm, I'm working through and I'm excited to continue to share this journey more so as a present process with you but also a bit more on the reflection side because I don't like to always share things In the moment, especially when it comes to like what I'm going through, but that's why um, usually it's nice to share this a little bit once I've already passed that point, that period of however I'm feeling. And so that way you guys can learn from anything that comes to mind for me. Thanks again for tuning in to the podcast. I really appreciate it and it would mean the world to me if you could rate and review the show either on Spotify or Apple. If you're rating and reviewing on Apple, you can actually leave a full review. So I really enjoy seeing it. And I do love touching base with you guys in my Instagram DMs. Thank you to those who recently messaged me because you are new. It really is a joyful experience to share this with everyone so thank you again and I will chat with you all in the next episode